Hello and welcome to Cats Out of the Bag. I'm Kat Hennessy and in this podcast, nothing is off limits. Hello, angels, and welcome back to another week of Cats Out of the Bag. This week, I have a very special guest. I feel like I say this every time I have a guest, I say they're very special, but it's because I select them with, you know, lots of thought. (laughs) But I have my naturopath joining me today. Her name is Tia Mears. She is an absolute legend, and I cannot wait to get her on. Well, she's here. So, (laughs) let's bring her in, and then we'll keep going. (laughs) Welcome, Tia. Hi, Kat. Thanks for having me. (laughs) I'm so excited to have you on here. So, little like bit of background. Tia is my naturopath. I have had a heap of issues with my skin, anxiety. Um, She's helped me with like regulating my periods, all sorts of stuff. Um, You guys have sent in a heap of amazing questions. So, thanks so much. So, we're just going to dive into all of those things with Tia today and you can learn all all great things about a naturopath. (laughs) So, um. When did you decide you wanted to be a naturopath? Well, I actually started studying off nursing when I first left school. When I was at school, I always loved human biology and essentially how the body works. And then uh, when I was studying nursing, I wasn't really agreeing with time-scheduled medication. And that's what led me to look into natural health and looking more into herbal medicine. Cool. And do you have to study like a certain thing to become a naturopath? Like it's not, you obviously do your nursing degree and then what's the next process? So I did a Bachelor of Health Science Mm. that specialised in herbal and nutritional medicine. And then after I finished that, I opened up the clinic. Amazing. Yeah. So So four years of study. Wow. Yeah. And then is that on top of the nursing? Well, I only did one year of nursing and then transferred into Bachelor of Health Science. Cool. Amazing. And how long have you had your clinic open for now? So I've had Whole Health Studio for almost three years. Wow. Time goes so fast. And did you go like full time from the beginning? Well, originally I was working for a lady while I was at uni, so just predominantly doing reception work. And then when I finished my degree, I just really wanted to have my own clinic. So she specialised in cancer, which was amazing. However, very heavy cases Mm. that was often like quite sad Mm, and I really mm. wanted to specialize more so in women's health and reproductive. So then I actually rented a room from Greenhouse Bathhouse because one of my really good friends, Phoebe, is part owner in Greenhouse Bathhouse. Cool. So I rented a room from the girls for probably around about six to eight months, which was amazing. But then the clinic was just expanding so quickly. Guys, you can't get into Tia now. (laughs) Literally. (laughs) Very busy, but yeah, blessed to be so busy with so many amazing clients. Yeah. Um, and then I literally just started looking at realestate.com, went and inspected a place and just signed the lease that afternoon. It just amazing. all happened so quickly. Wow. Yeah. What an achievement. Like Thank you. to finish studying that and then go pretty quickly into running your now completely booked out studio. Like, uh, guys, I was like dying to see Tia and it was like <laughs> not taking on new patients. And I was like, fuck my life. So Nikki actually put Tia and I in touch because I was like really down and really struggling about my skin and I've been seeing Tia for what like three months now yeah probably about three months three months and like the difference I I mean like I probably don't want to post these in the Facebook group but I feel like I will so you can see the results of what her herbs and stuff do but like 
I was so self-conscious, so miserable. Like just I'd like be seeing a guy and I like wouldn't take my makeup off before going to bed because I didn't want him to see my acne. Whereas now I'm like I'm getting there and now I feel like this is like being my best week yet with my skin. Yeah, your skin looks amazing. So, I mean. Often when skin's breaking out, it can start to affect confidence so Mm. much. Mm. And often too there's so many things that you can do to help to address the underlying drivers of why the skin is breaking out without having to go down the route of long-term antibiotics or having to delve into Rakuten. Totally well that's Mm. another thing so Tia taught me heaps about Rakuten and we've both Tia and I have both been on Rakuten and we've uh, both of our skin purged after going on it, mm. whereas you meant to go on Rakuten and it's meant to fix you for life, which mm. it didn't. And it also <laughs> came with so many side, side effects. effects. <laughs> so tell me about what Rakuten actually does for your skin and your body. So Rakuten is a really high dose of synthetic vitamin A. So what it does is it works on the body's sebaceous glands. So it essentially works by- What's a sebaceous gland? So your sebaceous <laughs> gland is where your body makes oil. Okay. So if your sebaceous glands are overactive, you're going to be way more inclined to have oily skin. And if you have overactive sebaceous glands, bacteria love it. Yeah. So if you think about acne, it's essentially a bacterial condition. Mm-hmm. So the way that acne gets its name is from the bacteria itself called P. acnes. Mm-hmm. So when P. acnes become overgrown within your body and your sebaceous glands are too active, mm. then it's going to drive a breakout. So roaccutane works by drying out your sebaceous glands. So if there's no oil, then in turn, the bacteria cannot survive. Right. So, so that's why Rakuten just dries everything yeah. out. I know. Like, don't, don't pass your boy because your fucking lips are all cracked. I also, I know this is probably TMI, but like, I feel like I don't get as wet when I have sex anymore. It dries everything out. The yeah. amount of girls that come into my clinic just about vaginal dryness. Mm. And then when I start investigating what might be causing it, nine times out of 10, they've been on Rakuten before. No. Oh my God, mm. we haven't discussed this yet. Yeah, it's so common. Okay, because I so common. had a threesome and the, a girl that was in the threesome mm. was like so much wetter than me. Like mm. I was like, this chick is fucking like, so wet and I'm like why am I not getting this wet and I actually had someone write into me about it like you know is it normal what like and and a lot of it is I thought it was Rakuten so it is and even reoccurring thrush as well yep yeah, that, because that it can it. really no reoccurring thrush from Rakuten. Yeah, 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 because it can really thrive your vaginal microbiome as well. And how long do you reckon it'd take for your like body to get back into the swing mm. of things after everyone's going off bodies it? are so different? Yeah. So often when girls go on Rakuten, they might be off it for six or twelve months, and then the acne comes back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or they like, will I ever get wet again? <laughs> <laughs> Fingers crossed, babe. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe um, you just haven't met the right guy. Yeah, yeah true <laughs> or girl. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> um, yeah, right. Okay, so <laughs> like, well, sorry. <laughs> too much. I'm like two row. Um, or girl. Yeah, yeah. Or girl. Why not? Um, yeah. So no. So it's a thing. Mm, definitely. Guys, Definitely. I'm shook. If anyone has been on Rakuten, they feel like their pussy doesn't get as wet anymore. Please <laughs> fucking hit me up and we can be like- We should make a poll. Yeah, we can be dry <laughs> pussy sisters. <laughs> I literally like, oh. I feel like a hoe pulling lube out of my drawer, but like- You're like, I need it. I need it. I literally got with this guy recently and he like, I felt like he didn't know how to warm me up and like- <laughs> 
he was just like finger banging like no fucking tomorrow and my vagina was, was sore. so I literally we didn't even have sex and I couldn't walk the next day I was like this guy so like, maybe you're just like not that experienced but <laughs> too rough yeah anyway so is that fucking <laughs> <laughs> go back into the naturopathic shit um so is there anything else that you would say like is like bad side effects from going on Rakuten. Everyone's side effects are so different, which is so a sign that everyone's bodies are different as well. Some girls on Rakuten have got such minimal side effects and really appreciate the results that it gets for their skin. Some girls can start to notice different mood imbalances, whether it's an increase at PMS around period time or whether it's just an increase in anger in general. Mm. Some girls just get extreme dryness, especially of Mm. the eyes. Mm. And I didn't have to wash my hair though that was <laughs> definitely a plus yeah. <laughs> once a week yeah literally that was the only plus <laughs> not getting sweaty at all yeah, yeah but often the side effects when you come off for Accutane is excessive sweating yeah I'm like I literally have like <laughs> under boob sweat right now yeah. into my red dress I'm like and it's this, air conditioned in here <laughs> I'm a sweater like I'm hot right now <laughs> did you used to be like that before you're on Accutane I don't know I feel like I'm always in a sweaty bitch <laughs> but maybe more so yeah because you have been on it a few times haven't I've been you on it twice yeah Yeah. or three times I think just twice which is a sign that when your sebaceous glands start to switch back on unfortunately racutane doesn't treat the bacteria Mm. so that's what we've been working on in Mm. your herbs is just really helping to treat the bacteria Mm. making sure your liver is detoxifying well Mm. ensuring that your lymphatic system's clearing yeah so then that way we can actually start addressing the underlying drivers as to why your skin is breaking out yeah so so pretty much like racutane goes it's more of like a masking effect because it just it like blocks your oil glands pretty much. Whereas you're trying to go to the root problem, which is my bacteria in my body or anyone's body to, so that I stop breaking out. Yes, exactly. And like, how the fuck do you, how are you like, yeah, I'm going to give her some echinacea or some, (laughs) you know, some lemongrass. Like, how do you know? It's definitely not a herb. Is it not (laughs) a herb? It's a kitchen herb. That's how maybe you put it in a curry. (laughs) Don't make curries. So I'm such a rookie. But like, (laughs) but how do you know? Depending on what person, like what herbs you're going to give them. I feel like my brain is literally programmed in a different way. Like uni has just program my brain to think condition herb and then dose right and I think too when you do something every single day multiple times throughout the day like the clinic's so busy Mm. you just kind of find what works really well and what you see gets amazing results yeah so you just kind of get into a little good routine of what herbs you know target what conditions and what would you say would be like your three main key ingredients for bad skin definitely echinacea but I also I nailed it on the head I was impressed Cat slash naturopath. <laughs> uh, definitely echinacea, but in the premium blend. Okay. So Mediherb's got a blend um, with two different strands of echinacea in it. And mm-hmm. I find that this one is really, really effective at helping to target the P. acne bacteria. Mm-hmm. I always work on hormones as well because yeah. often if progesterone levels are low, you're going to be more inclined to experience oily skin and mm-hmm. more inclined to experience um, breakouts. So I yeah. always pop in a little bit of Vitex. Yeah. And then I always stimulate lymphatic system and liver so I'll use a little bit of ginger to support lymphatic system mm. and then a herb called St. Mary's thistle to help to detox that the liver <laughs> <laughs> yeah right Fuck, that's so hectic <laughs> and then like what about so like 
guys tier, I also take her um, calm and her balance. So balance is I take it um, once a day in the mornings um, with my herbal shot, which honestly, I was like, how do I do this? She's like, if you can do tequila, you can do the shot. I was like, oh, fucking hell. Um, but like, how did you make your balance? Like what went into it? So when the clinic started to get really busy and I was no longer taking on new clients, I had heaps of girls reach out and ask for consultations. Mm. And then when I said I wasn't taking on new clients, they were asking what products that I would recommend. And I just couldn't find any products out there that really aligned with what I wanted to essentially work with. Yeah. So then I started delving into product development and started my own range, yeah, which has been amazing. really exciting. Um, so with my product range, I make sure I use all standardized herbs. So mm. with standardized herbs, they all get batch tested to make sure that they've got the right active ingredients in mm-hmm. it. So then that way they get a therapeutic benefit. Mm. So with balance hormone support, the one that you take in the mornings, mm. this one is a blend of dried herbs and nutrients that help to support reproductive system. Mm-hmm. They help to detox your liver. Mm. It's amazing for energy, really good at helping to reduce anxiety and Mm. stress levels within the body. Do you know what's weird? Well, actually it's not that weird because it's like what it's designed for. But um, I, you obviously know I went off the pill last November and that's what's caused my skin to break out again. Um, And my periods were like, Regular, but not very, very regular. Like I was there mm-hmm. were once every like what, like forty to fifty yeah, days or they're something. Quite long. Yeah, they're quite long in between. Um and he is like, Yeah, well, I'm gonna give you balance and it's gonna help you like shorten your cycle and like get you in the flow. And I was like, Okay, cool. And then <laughs> two days after I started taking balance, I got my period. It like, honestly works so quickly. Literally two <laughs> days later. So any girls that are struggling with getting their period, take some balance. Balance honestly works wonders. Yeah. So good. So good for skin too. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. And then what about calm? Because I feel like I take it and I'm like, does this have like Xanax in it? (laughs) (laughs) Works better than Xannies. Literally. But I wake up feeling like refreshed. Yeah. So it's got herbs in it that just help to really calm your nervous system. So especially like you so busy at the Mm. moment. Mm. So it just really helps reduce all your cortisol levels, gets you into a really beautiful deep state of sleep. So then you wake up and you just feel super refreshed. Mm. So amazing for anxiety, really good for stress levels. Oh, you are like, honestly, guys, like I cannot swear enough by these products. I'm not being one of those like people that are like, buy this and fucking, but like I seriously, they have like changed my life in the past two months. So we're actually going to set up a discount code. I'm going to put it in the show notes. I'll post it on all the Instagrams and stuff. So you guys can purchase um, balance and um, calm with a discount. Um, and they're honestly like, I swear to God, once you try them, you're going to be like, I need it every month or how yeah you'll be hooked (laughs) and then we're also going to set up a little giveaway so I'm going to do a post um this week when we launch the pod and we're going to do a little giveaway to win a calm and a balance and even some little Hennessy jewelry so um yeah just keep an eye on the Instagram and we'll post more details on there but yeah definitely I cannot swear enough by these products there thank you um okay let's go into a few of the questions that I've gotten um, wow, I'm so my tits are so sweaty right now. <laughs> are I you nervous? No, I just get like really like little bouts of sweat. There was also someone who whoever wrote someone wrote a comment on my um podcast saying that they like don't like that I break into my American accent. Oh. And I was like, <laughs> oh, that was like my first like kind of negative review. And I was like, oh, but don't it was take still, it personally. Oh no, no, it was still like nice. They were just mm. like, I just can't cup you going into the American. Oh my god, you're doing it I now. Still, but guys, I'm so sorry. I've been doing it since I've been like 
six. Like I've been doing it my entire life. I'm just dramatic as fuck. It's and a habit now. I can't stop it, <laughs> but you'll learn to love it. I'm sorry whoever wrote that, but I can't stop. I hope it doesn't stir. I don't even know what the word is. Anyway, okay, cool. <laughs> Let's go into some questions. Okay, so we've got a few people asking about endometriosis. I know this is a topic mm-hmm. that has really been a lot spoken about a lot more in maybe the past five years. Mm-hmm. So tips for endo. Um, let's start with that. Like what, what would endo you say? Endo is definitely something that I'm very passionate about treating. So I personally have endometriosis. Do you? Yeah, I've had two surgeries for really? it in the past. Yeah. Um, I got diagnosed when I was quite young, when I was about 19. Yeah. Um, just getting extremely painful periods, really oh. frequent periods. So I was getting my cycle like every two weeks oh. and bleeding sometimes for like 10 days. It was no. awful. Um, so endo is definitely something I'm very, very passionate about treating in the clinic. Yeah. So products number one, I would suggest is balance. Yeah. So balance is something that I personally take every single day. Mm-hmm. Uh, amazing for helping to reduce your estrogen levels. Mm-hmm. So with endometriosis, it's usually an excess of estrogen within the body and usually yeah. your immune system is replicating cells in a way that it shouldn't be. Mm -hmm. So then endometrial tissue starts growing in places that it shouldn't. Mm. So balance really works on helping to detox your liver as well as helping to support your immune system as Mm. well as helping to build progesterone. Mm. So tip number two would be acupuncture. So this is something that I personally do every two weeks because it is amazing for helping to reduce stress levels, really good for helping to regulate periods. And I feel as though you walk out of acupuncture Acupuncture, I feel like you're floating on a cloud. Yeah, I love getting acupuncture. <laughs> it's amazing. And Ste- what would they do f- f- for endo? Like, would they help mm. with stuff with your cysts or your ovaries or what? What's yeah, the vibe there? Yeah, so it really just depends. I feel like acupuncture, every treatment is different depending mm. on what your pulse is essentially saying. So with acupuncture, they diagnose via the pulse. Yeah. So I personally find that every session I have with acupuncture is different, which really? is really amazing. Oh, yeah. cool. Yeah. That. But it's really good for helping to reduce painful periods, yep. really good for helping to reduce clotty periods as mm-hmm. well because it's just going to help to support all the blood flow into mm. the uterus. I feel like I get so awkward talking about periods. So I'm like Tommy's in the room. I'm like, period. Like, I talk about it all day, so I just feel like normal clotting. for me. I'm like, ah! No. Lucky is There's a man in the room. No, just kidding. I feel like so many boys get so uncomfortable about period chat. Oh, I, I really, yeah, I, I really do. But like, I really want to normalize it as well. Mm, me being like, I agree. Ah, but like, no, it's definitely something that needs to be spoken about I and agree. needs to be normal because- it is so fucking normal. Yeah. And often I find with endo too, gynecologists, once you've had a laparoscopic surgery done, they'll usually suggest um, things like the Mirena. Mm. And unfortunately, the Mirena does not delay endometriosis growth, nor is it a treatment for it. It's just mm. essentially a Band-Aid. Right. So I feel quite as Quite like Rakutane. Quite like Rakutane mm. because it essentially works by switching off your body's natural hormones. Yeah. So unfortunately, when you get the device out, there's still- going to be the endometriosis there so it's nice to work herbally as well as with acupuncture just to help to balance out your hormones yeah so then that way you can help to delay the growth yeah yeah right Mm. and what about your tip number three i cut you off tip number three (laughs) would be just to be mindful about what foods that you're eating stress levels and exercise as well i often find if your stress levels are high then you're going to be a lot more inclined to have painful periods Mm. if you're eating processed foods again it's going to drive inflammation so you're going to be way more inclined to have painful periods Mm. and if you're not exercising regularly you're not getting your blood flow going around so again Mm. painful periods Mm. yeah right Mm. oh that's so interesting but like i'm so sorry that you 
haven't or I didn't even oh, know that. That's okay. I feel like yeah. if anything, it's what's really um, allowed me to be so passionate about women's health. And yeah, when I so talk important. to women in my clinic that are experiencing similar symptoms, you can relate. Yeah. Well, that's. Yeah. I think that's what like I feel like we do really relate when I see you because mm. you've had your skin issues and it's nice yeah. to see someone who understands rather yeah. than someone who has no idea. Of course. So, no, that's really good. Um Okay, so this is going to be, I feel like this is going to be a big question. Mm. So let's talk about the pill. Okay. And let's <laughs> controversial talk Controversial topic. Controversial <laughs> topic. I've had heaps of issues with the pill. Mm. It, I've tried so many different things and it's always made me so sick. Like, yeah. so sick. Like, I got that depo shot. Yes, I remember. Yeah. Do you remember me telling you? I literally mm. had my period for like a year. Constant, yeah. Constantly. I was like, how's this girl going to get a rule? <laughs> Um, but then leave leading. Yeah, literally it was so bad. And then I like was on a stell and I ended up pushing through it. But when I started it, I get re- like severe nausea and sweating and like it would just feel so sick. So mm. opinion on the pill and tips for someone looking at coming off the pill. So I'm personally not for the pill. Yeah. I mean, it has been amazing in regards to giving women more control over their fertility. Mm-hmm. However, the side effects that the pill comes with are so crazy. And the fact that this drug is on the market mm. is like even more crazy. Mm-hmm. So with the oral contraceptive pill, it works by shutting off your body's natural hormones. Mm. So it works by shutting off your progesterone levels. So you do not ovulate. So therefore you cannot get pregnant. Mm. So progesterone as a woman is our feel good hormone. So I personally feel as though if you're denying yourself of your feel-good hormone, you're going to have less energy, Mm. you're going to be more inclined to have mood imbalances, Mm. and you're going to be more inclined to not feel satisfied when you're eating as well. Mm. So I personally feel as though to come off the pill does wonders for the body. I've never had a girl that's come into my clinic that I've taken off the pill wish that she was still on it. Yeah. Okay. See, Mm. I feel like my mistake was not seeing you first. Yes. So I went off the pill when I was with my ex-boyfriend and my skin had an absolute conniption. And then I was like, I'm going back on it. So I went back on it and then I went off it again last year. Mm. And so it is important to do prep work when you're coming off the pill. So what would you say- people could do to prep like prepare so for it. if you're unable to book in with a naturopath whether yeah. it's that you can't find a good one or due to financial reasons then I would suggest getting started on my balance hormone support yeah. blend yeah so I definitely suggest starting this at least yeah. one to two months before you stop taking the oral contraceptive mm-hmm. pill however if you can book in and see a naturopath it is nice to have that tailored advice create that discussion yeah. so if your skin does start to break out then you can troubleshoot it with your practitioner which it's yeah. always nice to have that support However, I often find girls that take balance in the prep work to come off the pill. It's a nice, smooth transition. Yeah. I always love it when I get a message on Instagram saying that like they got their period a month after like stopping the pill and it's been consistent ever since and their skin hasn't broken out. So yeah, yeah, it's amazing. (laughs) And what about like, let's say someone, you know, couldn't maybe afford balance or they Mm. wanted something maybe they might, I don't know, I feel like balance is very accessible because you can buy it online. Mm. But what if they wanted to get something from like Coles or like the mm. chemist or something? Is there anything you'd recommend like so fish oil or, you know? With Coles and chemist products, unfortunately, none of them are regulated. So as I was mean? saying before, with the ingredients that are imbalanced, they're all standardized extracts, which means they all get tested to make sure they've got active constituents in it. So with herbal medicine, it's I'm like, super science-based. I know. Fucking gibberish. <laughs> so they all dumb get, it down. They all get tested to make sure that they've got the key ingredients <laughs> to make them work. Okay. 
I'm just trying to think of a way that we could explain this better. It's like if you're trying to make like a cake and you don't have any flour and then you're wondering why the cake didn't turn out because you don't have the right ingredients. Right. Does that make sense? Like, So what? why would they not be putting in the right ingredients? So though? a lot of the time with products that you can get from Coles or like Chemist Warehouse, for example, yeah. they're cheap for a reason. Yeah, Because true. they don't have standardized extracts in them, which means that they don't get tested. Yeah. Okay. So with any herbal or nutritional medicines, there's like a governing body, which is called the TGA. Yeah. So the TGA looks over all of these products. And a lot of the time, these products that you don't have to see a practitioner to mm-hmm. purchase, they never get regulated. Mm. So a lot of the time, they might not actually have in what they say that they have in. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah, but that's yeah. hectic. Yeah. That's really bad. Yeah. So I always like to say just make sure you're getting your products from like a good reliable source. I've got so many girls that come into the clinic and they're like, oh, but I was like taking Vitex and it wasn't working. I was like, oh, where did you get it from? They're like, What's oh, the chemist. A herb. Right. Okay. Yeah. So they're taking a herb to support themselves off the peel and they're like, yeah. oh, it wasn't working. And you inquire yeah. where they get it from and they would have got it from like a chemist or they got it from Coles. Yeah. So you're like, oh, it probably isn't working because it's not a good product. Yeah, right. No, that Mm. makes sense. Totally. It's like same with skin products and stuff too. Yes, exactly. I guess a lot of questions I get that come into my clinic is what are the options around contraception if you're not on the pill? Yeah, okay. So that's a good one. Yeah. So I personally use the fertility awareness method where I track my cycle. You told me about this. Yeah. So there's two different ways that you can do it. You can rely on an app. However, it's not very reliable. I use Clue. Is essentially just a prediction method. Mm-hmm. So it's just predicting when your body's ovulating based on previous cycles. So a little device that you can get is called Daisy, which we can link in the show notes as yeah. well. Yeah. Um, but it's a little temperature charter. Yeah, you told me to buy that. Mm-hmm. I just so you do it every day. I used to. I'm not sexually active at the moment. Oh, okay. So, so you don't need to. Yeah, but See, I, I was in a good routine of doing it. I just know myself and like mm. I'm just not gonna check my vagina temperature in the morning no you don't do it in your vagina oh. <laughs> you do it in your mouth oh. <laughs> oh my god that's so funny oh well i mean <laughs> me just like shoving it imagine if you came into in the clinic and you were showing me all your data i would be like what is your temperature doing yeah yeah it'd be like really hot and then i'd be like where are you taking this <laughs> Literally. Oh, my God, lol. oh, that's so funny. Okay, but yeah, what? you just take it in your mouth. Yeah, right. Okay. And lol. then it literally just Bluetooths it into your phone. Okay. So, so when I was being consistent with it, I'd literally leave the thermometer on top of my phone. So when my alarm would go off in the morning, the first thing I'd do is just pop the thermometer in my mouth. And what about for someone who doesn't want to do that? Well, is that when we go condoms and pull out method? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's your only option or I mean you can always look into things like the copper IUD that doesn't release hormones but can come with significant side effects in regards to heavy periods or you can be more inclined to feel anxiety because copper can just write your zinc levels within your body okay or there is the Mirena IUD but unfortunately that does release hormones yeah right yeah Mm. okay so condoms and pull-out methods it is, ladies. <laughs> Sorry. Um, <laughs> Bear of bad news. I should not be recommending people to do the pull-out method. Um, <laughs> let's talk about a little bit of gut health. So, you know, how does someone work out if they've got gut problems? What are some steps they can do to fix it? 
I feel as though everyone's digestive system can present with different symptoms, whether it's abdominal bloating, gassiness, diarrhea, constipation. Mm. Mm. So I think it really depends on what symptoms that your gut's presenting with as to how you treat it. But often if you are getting a lot of bloating, especially after eating foods, it can be a sign that your digestive system's not making enough bile or hydrochloric acid to break down those foods. Mm-hmm. Often as well, if you're getting gassiness, it could be a sign that you're intolerant to different foods or your body might be reacting to different foods. Mm -hmm. So it is important to just see if you can pinpoint what those foods are that are driving the symptoms. What do you reckon the most common foods are to cause like bloating and gassiness and stuff? Definitely onion and garlic. Yeah, they're so good. (laughs) They don't love you back, babe. No, they don't. (laughs) They don't love my breath. No, definitely not. Onion, garlic, and bananas. Bananas. Mm. Bananas is a really big one that I see comes back on food sensitivity testing. Really? Yep. And chickpeas. Yeah, chickpeas mm. and any legume you're asking for trouble. <laughs> not a vibe. Don't go on a date after eating a legume. <laughs> you will not have a good time. I know I saw another naturopath who focused a lot on gut health. Like, do you focus on gut health as well or are you more? Um, I always make sure I add herbs and nutrients in my treatment programs to support the gut, mm. but I don't feel as though it's something that I put crazy amounts of emphasis Mm. on where I send for stool tests and Mm. go too much into detail. I always make sure though that I help to support absorption through the gut, Mm. some probiotics to help to reestablish beneficial bacteria and always make sure I'm helping to build up bile and hydrochloric acid with some herbs. And you do like, so when I see Tia, she like does this prick thing and she'll like prick my finger and then like put my blood under a microscope. Like, tell me about that. So live blood analysis is really amazing. So as you said, I just take a little sample of blood, pop it underneath the microscope, and it just gives me a really good indication to your hydration levels, how much protein and essential fatty acids that you're eating. Also gives me a really good indication to the level of bacteria in your body. Mm. So especially when we were treating your skin, it's how I really knew that your skin was due to a bacterial imbalance within Mm. your body. And Mm. that was what was essentially driving your breakouts. Well, I had so much bacteria in my blood when we did it. It's so much better now. It's amazing. And it's almost nice to see that visual as well because Mm. I feel as though you almost look forward to seeing what your blood looks like and you enjoy seeing the progress that you're making too. I would have never even like thought that was a thing, but like, I'm like, oh, can't wait to prick my finger. Like I get really (laughs) excited. You're like popping under the microscope. Yeah. You're like, wow. Like have you been drinking water today, babe? (laughs) You always bring your water and you're always sculling it. (laughs) I know. I'm like, must hydrate before getting pricked. No, literally, I've literally drunk no water today. Naughty. Only, and cocktails. Yeah. Cocktails is our only liquid. cocktail in your balance. (laughs) (laughs) And a coffee. Love that for you. (laughs) Um, And then what about like food, like what, how does food and your gut health like impact your mental health? Well, I personally feel as though it's the things that you do every single day that impact your health the most. So Mm. you literally eat three plus meals a day. Mm. So the things that you put into your body really fuel your energy. It fuels your thoughts. It fuels your mindset as well. Mm. So often if you're eating a lot of processed foods or inflammatory foods, then you're going to be a lot more inclined to have a negative mindset or Mm. low energy. Mm-hmm. Okay. And what about like, so for girls, you know, wanting to get a healthier lifestyle, like what would be like, you know, three or five things that you do to maintain a healthy lifestyle? 
So for me personally, I like to keep it simple because as soon as you overcomplicate health, it's too hard and it becomes more like a fad rather than a lifestyle transition. Mm -hmm. So for me, I think it's about consistency. So I always make sure that I wake up at a similar time each morning and I always start my morning with exercise. It just depends on my mood, whether I'll do like a Pilates class or a boxing class. Sometimes I might feel like just going for a run and just Mm -hmm. um, clearing my thoughts or maybe I might just go for a walk and just keep it simple. Mm I always make sure that I get protein in at every meal. So say, for example, could be eggs at brekkie time or adding tuna to my salad at lunch and then having like some chicken and veggies for dinner. Mm-hmm. I just often find that protein just really helps to fuel the body. And I also make sure that I go to bre- bed at a pretty similar time each night as well. Because yeah. sleep quality is so important. Guess what time <laughs> I went to bed, guys. I like, oh, I'm so naughty and I always stay up to like midnight because I'm like, I feel like I'll finish work and then I'll like go pack Hennessy orders and then record a fucking podcast and then like try and unwind with some Netflix. And then I'm like, oh my God, it's midnight. But guess what? what? I went to bed at 9.30 last night. And, and- how did you feel today? <sighs> Amazing. So good, babe. Um, No, I just like I was able to wake up earlier. Normally I'm like snooze, snooze, snooze. And like I got up and didn't feel fucked. So I'm like really wanting to like rework my sleep cycle. Good. I feel as though often if you go to sleep at the same time, you wake at the same time. It just helps to get the body into so much more of a rhythm. Totally. No, Mm. it's, um, yeah, I feel really good. I thought you'd be good. I'm proud of you. I I am. Who am I? (laughs) Just fucking early. Whenever I ask you what time you go to bed, you just kind of give me this look. I know. I'm like, mm, like, you know, before the following day, like, yeah, I've been bad. You've been but, busy though. Yeah, busy, but mm. definitely like I think key things for me that I want to like make changes in in myself is like putting more time into my into myself pretty much. Mm. Like I know you suggested going to like a sauna or like I really want to go back to like soak bathhouse again and like, you know, mm. I, I'm really bad with mo- getting motivated to exercise. Like I'm like. I'm like a different person at nighttime. I'm like, I'm going to get up at 5 a.m. I'm going to fucking box and then I'm going to like do Pilates and then my alarm goes off and I'm like, absolutely not. (laughs) So I've like literally a split personality, I swear to God. Um, But that's definitely something I want to focus on is like putting more time in for my mental health and routine and all of that because you do notice it. Big difference. I feel like you never really regret a workout in the morning. It always just sets you up for your day and supports such a positive mindset. 100%. 100%. 100%. Mm-hmm. No, it's it's really good. And what about like someone who is struggling to create time for themselves and wanting to get a healthier routine? Like what would be like three things they could do? Well, I feel as though it just depends what tops you up. So everyone's different. Some girls love going and getting their nails done. Other girls couldn't think of anything worse. So what I personally do is I write a little list of the different ways that make me feel connected to myself and help me recharge. And then I literally just schedule them regularly throughout my week. So it could be something as simple as going for a 30-minute sauna or Mm. going for a quick swim at the beach Mm. or going for a walk and listening to a podcast. Mm. Yeah. And I just make sure I don't go for a walk and listening to cats out of the bag. (laughs) That's it. (laughs) Yeah. I also love meditating. That's something that I don't Mm -hmm. do enough, but when I do it really, you know, feels good. Maybe I should do an extra episode and I should do a meditation for you guys. In your American accent. In my, take a deep breath. (laughs) <laughs> breathe in, breathe out. Oh my God, guys, should I do that? I'm doing a poll. <laughs> Me. I feel like I'm way too hypo to have a calming voice. Um, 
And then let's also talk about anxiety. Like I know a lot of people have written in about struggling with anxiety. This Mm -hmm. is something I personally struggle with. Um, I do take medication for my anxiety, but I know I've been taking your calm um, to help Mm -hmm. me at night. What are like some things like other than taking calm? Yeah, explain what calm does for anxiety first. (laughs) So with anxiety, I feel as though it affects so many people. It's often a sign that your nervous system is overactive. Mm. Some people can experience more so intrusive thoughts. Other people can experience physical symptom, whether it's sweatiness, Mm. whether it is racing heart, shortness of breath. So with calm, it's got herbs and nutrients in it that help to support support the nervous system and Mm. essentially promote calm. Mm. So the herbs that are in this one is passionflower and lavender. So these two herbs work on the body's GABA receptors. So when your GABA receptors have been activated, (laughs) it makes you feel really calm. Okay. So it just helps to reduce cortisol production within the body. Because if your body is overproducing stress hormones, you're going to be more inclined to feel anxious. Yeah. So calm just works by helping to reduce stress hormones Mm -hmm. as well is really works on your nervous system with nutrients as well. But you wouldn't recommend taking that in the morning, would you? You can still take oh, it in the morning. Take it in the morning? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then what about like um, any other tips you'd um, give people in terms of like diet or anything like that with their anxiety? So with anxiety, I think it's important to identify what's driving it. So if you're finding that anxiety is predominantly driven by like pressures that you're putting on yourself mm-hmm. or maybe expectations from work, I personally feel as that it's nice to visit a psychologist Mm -hmm. and just unpack these issues that are driving anxiety Mm -hmm. and I feel as though it'll help to relieve it. It's also nice to take a step back and just look at lifestyle and just think, okay, how much alcohol am I drinking on the weekends? Mm -hmm. Am I doing drugs? Mm -hmm. How do I feel on a Sunday after taking drugs? Then on Monday, am I still feeling more anxious? Mm -hmm. And it's nice to then identify what could be driving your anxiety. Totally, totally. I mean, Mm -hmm. like- I know that if I have a really healthy weekend where I wake up and go to the markets and, you know, have a me weekend, I will feel so much better on a Monday as opposed to me going out and getting turned. Um, so I feel like it's definitely like finding a good balance with that for yeah, sure. 80-20. Yeah, 80-20. <laughs> gotta have fun. <laughs> yeah, you gotta have some fun. That's like me trying to be on a diet and going like, you know, I'm just gonna have a paddle pop at night because my 70 calorie paddle pop, you know, 80-20. <laughs> Can fit that in. <laughs> yeah. um, okay, and then I know like a lot of women right now are like freezing their eggs. There's a big mm. thing around like fertility. I feel like it's been spoken about a lot on social media, which I think is really amazing. Um, let's talk about fertility. Yeah, I definitely feel as though this is a trend that I'm starting to notice. I almost feel as though there's a pressure on women that we've got this biological clock. Mm. And as we start to tick over with our age, then so does our ability to be able to have a child later on in life. Mm. So I do feel as though if you are concerned about your fertility, first step is to go and get your AMH levels done. Mm. So this is a blood test that you can get done through your doctor. It's not a free test. Unfortunately, Medicare doesn't cover it. It's approximately $80, Mm. but it's going to give you a really good indication of the level of eggs that your body has. And what would be like a good amount versus It depends on your age. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it really depends on your age um, as to where your eggs want to be. However, the doctor goes through it with you with a graph. Okay. So, it, so would you know like what would someone like me who's 27, what what would be like a good amount? Ideally, you'd want to have above 20 to like 30 eggs. Okay, and then yeah. maybe someone who's like 35 to 38. 
Mm, you'd want to have like at least above 10 to 15. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. But as you start to age, it starts to drop. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that's just off memory. Yeah. Yeah. And this is why people opt into freezing their eggs. Yes, correct. Yeah. Yep. So often if you do freeze your eggs and then later on in life you meet a partner that you're wanting to have a baby with and unfortunately you can't conceive, then you've got that as a backup option if having a child is definitely a priority for you. Yeah. And do you know like like how much do you know how much it costs to freeze it's your eggs? expensive. Yeah, so it really depends on the fertility specialist that you do go and see. It can be upward of like fifteen thousand dollars. Yeah. Mm. I mean, I feel like if I am like getting in my 30s and not meeting anyone, it's definitely something I would like having a child is something that I 100% want in my future. And if I hadn't met the right person, I'd do it. Yeah. However, I often find too, even a couple of months ago, I had had a patient that came in and she's about 34 and her AMH levels came back at three. And the doctor said her only option was to do IVF if she wanted to have a baby. And I said to her, give us three months. And if you're not pregnant in three months, then we can go down the pathway of IVF. Really? She got pregnant in two months. Fuck off. So it's just like, I feel as though doctors can tell you that's your only option. Totally. But there's so many things that you can do to improve your egg quality, enhance your fertility. So then that way you're not actually having to spend thousands and thousands of dollars on IVF or getting your eggs frozen. What would you like recommend to you know, increase your fertility and your eggs and stuff? So often what I do with fertility, it's very patient dependent, but yeah. I always work on egg quality. So there's a nutrient called N-acetylcysteine or NAC. Wow, very that's fancy. tongue twister. <laughs> um, absolutely amazing and helping to improve egg quality. So any of my fertility patients, I pop on this nutrient. And then I also work with helping to build up their progesterone levels and just work with a lot of antioxidants to help to support their egg quality as well. Do you think you'd ever look at like bringing out another herb based for fertility? Definitely. With fertility though, and there's a lot of legalities behind product development. Right. So with product developments, there's a lot of nutrients that I want to add into my products, but mm. then the TGA won't allow it right. without seeing a practitioner. Right. So a lot of the time you need to have a consultation with a practitioner to get prescribed certain mm. nutrients. And that's why and I have benefits from taking like your tonic. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So you can't buy the tonic online. You have to come in and have an appointment with me mm. to be able to get prescribed that one. Yeah. Yeah, but similar I mean, with fertility nutrients, yeah, with the right. dosages that you need. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. And is there anything else you'd recommend to patients or anyone who's struggling with this at the moment? I would definitely suggest going and seeing a naturopath. And yep. it's always nice to get a second opinion as well because yep. I feel as though getting two opinions is so nice because it's going to give you a few more options. Mm. And I mean, you might go and see a gynecologist and discuss your options, but then also go and see a naturopath where mm. you might do six, six months of work to try to improve your egg quality and egg count and then mm. get your AMH levels tested again and see if there's any changes. Yeah, that's really, really mm. great idea. I mean, one of my patients that was going through IVF with her egg retrieval, um, only three eggs made it into the freezer. Mm-hmm. And then we did six months of work with her fertility, helping to improve her egg quality. So then on her next egg retrieval, she made like 12 eggs to the freezer. Wow. Mm. That's insane. Yeah. Such a big change. And what do you reckon like your best success story would be? Oh my God. There's so many. I love fertility. Okay. Give me a fertility fertility one. 
Um, okay, so I had a patient that hadn't had her period in over seven years and wow. had tried so many different things to get her period back and all she wanted to be was a mom and her and her partner were ready to start having babies. So then we did um, herbal work and we got her period back within four months. Wow. And then six months later she was pregnant. Wow. Mm. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's insane. I literally just get goosebumps over fertility yeah. um, cases. I even had a patient come in the other day and she's probably been seeing me over three Three years mm. and she has had a few miscarriages mm. along the way mm. and she came in and let me know that she was halfway through her pregnancy and I oh. literally cried oh. oh my god that's amazing <laughs> so special what about yeah. like what would be another area that would be like a success story for you definitely skin yeah Yeah, I feel as though often with skin, when you're experiencing skin breakouts, it's so debilitating and it starts to affect your confidence so much. Mm. Similar to what you said earlier, just constantly covering up your skin with makeup, not wanting to go to social events because you feel as though everyone's staring at your skin. Mm. And when you look at yourself, you don't feel beautiful, which Mm. is so awful Mm. to have this negative self-talk just constantly happening. So to treat someone's skin without them having to go on any long-term antibiotics or racket is yeah really rewarding yeah that's amazing Mm. and endo as well I mean endo can be so debilitating whether it's painful sex painful periods to help to reduce those symptoms for girls is amazing have you ever had any like you obviously would have but like really severe acne cases where it's like completely cystic yeah 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 and how long do you reckon it would take to like clear everyone's like that. skin is so different yeah. like even your skin was a little bit stubborn to treat usually yeah. I get results much faster yeah but I feel like when you do get the results then they're long term yeah but okay. usually with skin it takes at least three to four weeks to really break that p acne bacteria cycle yeah. and at least three months to then stop that rotation yeah well I mean we've yeah we've probably been two and a half three months now yeah. so de- I'm definitely noticing it like That's it's good this yeah, has been like my so best clear. skin week and like my, I feel like my dermatitis has gone down as well. Like, so much less redness. Yeah, it's just like so so red when I um when I'm not wearing makeup and stuff mm. like around my chin. So it makes the pimples look worse than what they are. Yeah, I agree. And what about like tips for anyone struggling with eczema? So with eczema, it can be a sign that potentially you're either experiencing different food sensitivities or even overstimulation within your immune system. So in my clinic, I usually mix up a vitamin E cream and then I usually add some herbs to it. Mm. So it can be really healing for the skin. So just make sure that you're putting something topically on it that's going to help to protect it as well as soothe it and reduce inflammation. Mm -hmm. Um, Often I like to suggest eliminating gluten and dairy products, which I know can be quite challenging, but often these foods can be really inflammatory for the body Mm. and often can really drive flare-ups of eczema. Mm. getting adequate levels of vitamin D. So spending time out in the sun can be amazing for eczema as well because it's going to help to support your immune system as well as drinking enough water so you're stimulating your lymphatic system. Yeah, right. Detoxing well. Hectic. I know that Mm. I I went to school with a girl who, like the poor darling, she's such a legend, but just had the most severe eczema Mm. I have ever seen in my entire life, like head to feet, just covered in like complete scabs and stuff. Mm. Like we, (coughs) excuse me, um, we went on like a five-week camp in year nine and we pretty much like went out to the bush and we went on like a four-day hike with like no showers and stuff and she literally had to get like picked up and get taken back for these like special baths for her skin because like she couldn't nod or it would like make it. Yeah, so chronic. And then- I don't know what she ended up doing. I actually would love to like chat to her about it, but she um, 
completely healed it. I'm not sure how, but like just completely cleared and like looked like a different person. That's good. Well, often if your immune system essentially resets, then it can help to reduce it as well. Or as you start to age, it can start to reduce. 100%. So yeah, no, it's so good. What about um, for the girls that are wanting to study to be a naturopath? What Any tips for anyone? So I studied at Endeavour College of Natural Health here at the Gold Coast. Mm-hmm. When I was there, all the classes were on campus. So I feel as though, unfortunately, with COVID, there's been huge core structure changes and mm-hmm. a lot of the time it's all online. So I feel like it's a very different um, uni course than what I did. Mm-hmm. I feel as though my best tips is make sure you go to classes. Even mm-hmm. if they're not attendants, make sure you go Mm. make uni your priority don't make work your priority you can essentially work when you finish uni going to those classes is so important to understand the foundation for the content as you move throughout the degree it gets super complex so it's so important to have that foundation yeah when I was in my fourth year of study I went and got an internship so I think that was definitely um a good thing to do it allowed me to learn so much about the industry and just really build confidence as a practitioner, which is why when I graduated, I think I felt so confident going out on my Mm. own. Mm, Totally. Mm. It's it's that real being like in the real world with, with your work and everything. It definitely helps you be more confident. I agree. Like I feel like studying and like behind closed doors, it's so different to what it's like when you're actually in it I agree and you just kind of learn what works in a clinic what doesn't work what you would do the same what you would do differently Mm. Mm. amazing oh well thank you so much for coming on today it's been so nice and I know everyone here who's listening is going to be so grateful for all your insight insights is that the right word (laughs) (laughs) the American accent (laughs) literally Oh, well, thank you for having me, Kat. It's been so nice. It's been so good. Um, So, yeah, no, thank you so much. And I can't wait for everyone to try your balance and your calm. Oh, thank you. I can't (laughs) wait either. Thanks, guys. Cats Out of the Bag is proudly part of the ACAST Creator Network. Special shout out to Rode Microphones for powering this episode. (laughs) 